Hello and uh, welcome to Fairy Unfiltered and I'm delighted to have my mate on, my mate Colin Campbell. So I'm going to let Colin introduce himself and let you tell you who he is and what he does. There you go, Colin. Cool. Oh, thanks very much, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. Uh, something a wee bit different for me here. So uh, when you messaged me originally, I thought I'd take this opportunity. Why no? Maybe make a difference. <laughs> That's what exactly. I like, so I'll put it to make a difference. So I, me old Colin Campbell from North Motherwell, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> that's partly my past, mate. Love, mother, uh, and I'm a taekwondo instructor, so I've done many things in my past, to be fair, uh, and this is where it's led me to be uh, present day, um, hopefully inspiring and encouraging others to be something in life, uh, or just be a, a better version of themselves, ideally. Uh where it all started, I don't know. You want a quick rundown, or you? No, want I don't. Mate, this is the last forty minutes. Don't you be giving me any quick rundowns? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, but like, so why don't we start? How did? What did you do? Like, you left school. Like, did you have different jobs? I know yep. some of the jobs you've done because you've turned up in a night out to pick me up sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been on the shot. That's the thing. Eh? Uh, it's not new. I realise about what life's all about. Do you know that way? Uh, I think when you're a youngster, you just sort of, you know, you just brass it, you know, um, <laughs> just balls out. But the, uh, I was still, I had a job while I was at school. I had a hobby. I still do have hobbies, uh, cars. I was always into cars and stuff like that. Um, and uh, when I was at school, I started working at a wee car accessory shop, destined to go and be an engineer in automotive. Um, and I was supposed to go to college to do that. But then that hobby became, as I say, a job became a wage, and you're like, you're buying, I'm making the right money here for a youngster and I know you left school yet, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so my whole time at school, my whole career path, literally went out the window at the last minute, uh, because I decided I'll take a wee bit of time out, man, you know, I'll come back to this in about a year. Right, you sure, son? I, ah, you know what it's like, more. make a couple of quid here, you know? So uh, I, I did that and enjoyed it, and then ended up having two or three jobs, ended up working in Asda and uh, doing driving jobs and stuff like that as well, but I was making more money than my mom and dad put together, man. This is for me. This was the next best thing. So See, this is it. It can totally change your mindset, can't it? Oh, like you say, you're set to do one thing, and then it's when you're young, it's like, oh, there you go. That's my good out money. I mean, it's... Well, this is that, mate. I mean, there's things that people could only dream about doing the stuff that I was doing at the time. I ended up doing a feature car and all that sort of stuff. It was on a big magazine back at the time, front cover, centre pages, and I felt a bit. Yeah, but I'm in tappy things here, you know. I could literally go and buy whatever. I was a millionaire, mate. In my head, anyway. In my head. But I could make it as quick as I spent it. That was a thing. Um, without going down any dark roots, you know what I mean? Exactly. So but I, I loved it. It was I've tried so hard uh, always to follow something that I enjoy doing. It's not always been the case, but I've always, you know, that's been my concept, my outlook. That's that's where I need to be. How do I get there? Um, some things have taken a wee bit longer than others, unfortunately, but that's, that's what life is. It throws stuff at you. You need to either deal with it, learn how to overcome it, or be settled. But is that the right thing? It's up to you to decide, isn't it? Oh, uh, how'd I go Starting off well, Colin, mate. You're starting off well with the quotes and all that. I'm liking this. Oh, is that nasty? Oh, mate, this is just me. Probably half of my leaving minds, mate. It's stuff I've picked <laughs> up, isn't it? I'm pure motivated. I don't know if it's you or the coffee. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a thing, mate. It's, uh, nah, you, you need to. Uh, it's it's life for living, as they say, isn't it, man? Exactly, mate. People, again, it's everybody looks at it a different way. It depends where you're at. The people around about you, 
your upbringing, I suppose, you know, the things that you've done in the past, good and bad, um, and, you know, how you could uh, be better going forward. Um, for me, it was always, it was always about the next best thing and the next nice pair of trainers and how could I upgrade my motor and, I, I, I wouldn't say I was a bad person, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't bad to people or anything like that, but I liked, I just liked nice things like everybody does these days, but mm. I, I think it eventually sort of took over, do you know, that way, all of a sudden, uh, you were maybe biting off a wee bit more than you could chew, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got a payment, oh, I've never had that before, oh, that's easy, I've got more money in my pocket now, uh, that catches up, yeah, that's a rank path to good, and so again, that's another one of the roads, you know, is it a road to success, is it a road to disaster, but, um, Again, <laughs> whatever decision you're making in life, you need to own it. If you don't, you can't keep blaming people running about. Oh, that happened because of him or her or whatever. No, oh, mate, you made that decision. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but aye, it's it's just again, you learn it. It doesn't ever um, go away. No matter what you do, as you live on, mate, these decisions become tougher. Uh, some easier, but a lot of tough ones, and sometimes t- tough decisions you need to make sacrifices to other things and stuff like that, you know. But um, what do you think was your sort of like turning point? See, like, see that I loved you said, like, when you were younger, you lived beyond your means. Like, I, I did the same thing, and that's that's something that I always like. I don't, I don't regret it because it was my mistake when I was younger. I was, uh, I was trying to like buy presents. I was trying to like, uh, like you say, like do all this stuff. But then all of a sudden, I had the money. Then my taste got a bit more expensive, so I started buying, buying more, more nights out, stuff like that. And then I always remember I'd ran myself into debt. I'd ran myself in a credit card to about, about a grand and a half, I think it was. And which doesn't, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's not like an insane amount of money that you feel you could never get rid of. Um, yeah. And I, I was, when I was about 17, I was like, no, sorry. 18, 18, 19, and I was like, I'd say to my mum, I was like, you need to start doing payments, and I was totally gutted about it, I was I was going to go travelling, I was saving up to go travelling um, when I was 20, and um, I remember my uncle, uh, it was like my granddad's uncle, my granddad's brother, my uncle Jack took me aside, and he's like, why are you so upset, and I says to him, I says, look, I'm an idiot, I've, I've totally ran myself into this, and he's like, how much, is it? it doesn't matter, and he's like, no, how much, and he's like, he's like, you shouldn't do stuff, and he gave me a big talking to you, and, and I remember I came in, it was a Wednesday, he always came up on a Wednesday, my gran, and he went, eh, I've left you something upstairs, but don't don't, uh, don't go upstairs until I've left, right? And I was like, right, cool. And he left, and he left me a cheque for a grand and a half. And the following week, he right. says to me, he's like, that's it. He says, I've cleared that debt. That's you now. He says, that's you now. He says, whatever you want to do in life, you go and do it. He says, but don't ever live beyond your means again. He says, that's your one chance. That's me bailing you. And I was like, is he ever since yeah. that now? I hate debt. See if all people money. I hate it. I see it. Right. <laughs> I clear it and I don't live beyond right. my means anymore. But that was me, 1920. It was the best thing that probably happened actually, getting yep. out of debt and get it cleared. And now no living beyond it. What was your turning point? What would you say when that's it? I need to maybe look at something. I actually learned my lesson two or three times to bonus you, mate. Oh, go on. I once wasn't enough for me. I, I turned it about and then got other jobs and uh Jobs then became, again, through the motor trade initially. Uh-huh. Uh, and, I, you know, the good thing is in life, mate, you, you know, you can, you can test and, and do loads of different things if, if you want to do it and you're capable of doing it. Yeah. Of course, capable of doing things. And, um, you know, I was always, again, I, I still went back on the chase. I liked, I got a bit of adrenaline for that. Um, you know, oh, do you know what? If I work a wee bit harder, I can do this or I can do that. Um 
I so I kind of ran up a bit more debt <laughs> than a wee bit more. Uh, and eventually, do you know what I mean? I, I always, always pegged it off. I always got back into it, which was good, and got myself on a nice even steal again. But then women get involved, mate. You know, yeah. all of a sudden you had, you had, uh, they always used to say, you know, when you're single, your pockets jingle. 100% true, man. 100% true. <laughs> true. See, as soon as you're tied and not, mate, it's done. <laughs> you know, I'll start. I love that. Oh. I have never heard that term. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so there you go. I tell you, and the thing is, when you're married, mate, if your pocket does jingle, you got money in your pocket? Yeah, that's it. What's that? I money for a school lunch. What? Come on, Aye. man. They traders, they take me all day, need a new jacket. Oh, yeah, I just did my laugh, man. This is that, aye. So uh, just put some coppers in your pocket, make it sound apart, mate. This is it, mate. This is it. I just wear wear my uniform now. That's basically what I live in. That's what I wear. Oh, dear. Oh, man, brilliant. So you're in the motor trade. So how long were you in the motor trade for? Mate, I've been in a motor trade. I must have done overall easy... 15-ish, nah, but 17 or 18 years, I think, mate, easy. But all different parts of the trade, that's the thing, mate. I, I, I've done everything between uh, selling motors, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, parts advisor and uh, mechanical side of things and obviously the customization side of things and being involved with conversations with the directors and uh, CEOs and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Uh, I've been in all the departments and see what happens, mate, I, 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 this is a thing in life as well, mate. I keep going about life here. I don't know where this is coming from, but... This was a bit. That's what this podcast's about, mate. Ah, right, okay. Maybe that's what it is, isn't it? Uh, but no... Uh, see, you can get a bit of, I, I felt as if I was going through a phase of this. A couple of times, actually, it was like Groundhog Day. You know, yeah. you've seen that film Groundhog Day. And I remember watching it and never thought... I never understood the concept. It's sort of thing, apart from what was in front of me, I was watching. But uh-huh. uh, I, it was that stage where it was the same stuff every day, and the, the days and the weeks were flying by. And you're like, right, what have I got to look forward to here? What am, right, the weekend? What am I doing the weekend? Well, I've never done anything last weekend. What am I doing this weekend? Can I be bothered doing that? Nah, not really. So it was becoming like, what is life all about? You know that way you're you're, you're working, you're paying bills, mm-hmm. the odd penny in your pocket. <laughs> Is the way yes. you spend that? Yes. <laughs> I don't do that all the time, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> stuff like that. You know, you don't take yourself too often. You get too complacent with what you're doing. Or, yeah, what's, what's, the, what's the, the getting up uh, thing for my day of the day? What am I getting up for tomorrow? It's, I don't mean I was in a dark place or anything like that. You know, there's been some moments, don't be wrong, but, um, you know, what's exciting me to get up a day and go on with my job? Yeah. I'm bored of it. I've exhausted my avenues with this or what? I don't know. But what it sort of turned was... I was, I was certain uh, people that would go to, you know, a, another person in a, a department, for example, and going, I wish I was going to that guy. Who's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, or not unbeknownst to me, but knowing to me that that guy's got a wealth of experience and he's really, really good at what he does. And you're maybe just new in that department or you're just new in the scene and you're like, well, you've got an experience, but why would they go to you? Why? Right, I need to try and figure this, this shit out, man. <laughs> I want right. him to come to me. Aye. So, right, I need to, uh, rather than just doing the job call, why don't you just be the best at the job? So see that guy, he's gone all the time, why don't you be better than him? Mm-hmm. A wee guy called uh, Alan Dick, it was brilliant, it was just a dead nice wee guy, um, and he just, he'd done the job with his, eye, his eyes shut. I thought I need to be better than him. So my, my mission was to 
understand everything, everything I could do about not just motors, but the department, the trade, what the manager does, what his role is, and all these different people in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and could I do their job? So I did, I did that. I mean, and all of a sudden, I was the guy that people were coming to the thing. Nice. I'm going to ask Colin, Colin, no, blah, blah, blah. As much as that's a great thing, I then flipped and was like, this is a pain in the ass, this man, right? I'm doing all this work, right? There's, there's three guys that couldn't you walk by. How could you know that's one of them? And they don't know what they're doing. Uh, but the only way they're going to learn is for you to give them a chance. I was yeah. that guy one day, you never gave me a chance, so I had to figure it out. But I'm giving you the, the way you go and give that guy a horn. You've got to do him a favour, and hopefully in the turn he'll help you. See if he doesn't, he got me well, so do you hit me, neighbor. <laughs> but, you know, there's a whole efficiency thing in the types of jobs as well, and time means money and all this sort of stuff, so there's pressures everywhere, and... It was always a constant pressure thing, you know. So I grew through that trade, and uh, um, you like to mention companies and names and all that. Uh, mate, I'm fair. It's called Ferry Unfiltered. We can swear <laughs> on it. You can name companies. You can call people arseholes. I don't mind, mate. The majority of the time I spent was with Parts Motor Company, uh, and folk will go, "Oh, you didn't, did you?" Uh, but love, I hate it, mate. I hated it majority of the time. <laughs> Up towards the end, when that switch uh, flicked and started discovering myself, and you know what, I'm actually I'm pretty good at this, man. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I could uh, I was advising people that had been doing a job a lot longer than me in certain things, only because I'd looked into you know a bit of depth. And have you tried it this way? What about that way? I'm mm-hmm. not an expert, mate, but have a look at it. And a lot of people will diss that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of old school folk out there, and they'll be like, "Listen, mate, I've I've forgot more than you've learned." All right, no problem, mate. When you come back to me next week and realise that what I was telling you was the right way forward, mate, I'd be apologised. Would be nice, you know. Aye. <laughs> but um, aye, but I wouldn't say it was the best run company. I could be saying a lot of bad things about people there, but they didn't. They didn't want. They wanted staff. You were just a number. Yeah. Um, but and, and numbers could be replaced like that. Mm. And that part I didn't like, and I thought. Well, if you're going to have to replace me one day, you're going to have to replace me with at least three or four people. So that's how I decided I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can and be somebody that's an asset to the company yeah. as opposed to somebody you can get rid of. And mate, you know, I, I know when I left, there was at least three or four people done the job that I was doing. Uh, and that happened to me in two or three jobs that I was in uh, that I could mention. Uh, and again, that's always stuck with me. So no matter what I do in life, uh, again, I, I realise it more so now. At the time, I had an idea of it, but now when I look back, I go, by the way, <laughs> they could have just paid me what I asked them to, you know, give a wee wage rise and now they're paying your four wages on top of that. Um, so, but I, it was always the customer came first as opposed to the staff. And right. I think that's where a lot of societies rang. And, and I don't mean just in that field, I mean in every field. I think your, uh, your college, your peers, they should be looked after. Before, I know obviously your customers make you the money and bring you the business, but how are you going to get customers if you've got somebody in the front line who doesn't really care about what they're doing? They're just there to get a wage, turn up and get home. Sometimes they don't even turn up in time. They want to get away home early. They want all the, all the mm-hmm. benefits, but they don't want to put the effort in. So what's the incentive there? There's no incentive. You should, read a, you should read the book, um, Simon Sinek, um, Leaders Eat Last. You'd like that. Um, it's a really, really interesting book, and it's exactly what you're talking about. And he talks about 
really simple things that you would do. So like if 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 I'm doing a team meeting, I, I'll make all my coaches a coffee. I'll buy them a roll. I'll I'll do stuff for them because yep. at the end of the day, like you said, if I don't have them, if I don't have my coaches and my admins and stuff like that, I, I'm I'm fucked because I yep. need them all. And it's like the same point. I do. I need all my I need all my members 100. Like same oh, with you with your taekwondo. You need all your clients. But at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. if if I if I mistreat my coaches, my coach will be like, fuck him. I'm do, this class classes want me to do a class. Ram it. I'll just do it kind of shite. And that's the thing. Whereas yep. now it's like a case of like um, I'll make sure I do a certain thing. And I, I, don't be wrong. I'm not 100 perfect. I'm still learning. But like no, I, I used to always make sure like every five weeks I would do a team meeting. Um, out of the the whole year, I would take them maybe down to DL Park and buy them all breakfast. Or like once or twice a year, I would take them into Glasgow and buy them like we go to like a burger place and we'd go to like an escape room. We just started that last year, well, last year. <laughs> I mean, but we, run, we started it last year and it went pretty well. But um, uh, doing stuff like that and that's things I've learned. I lost it didn't last that long. Um, but that was the thing I learned for that book. You'd really and it was really 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 interesting. Uh-huh. Just some of the stuff he says and you're like. I've thought about that. I mean, but I just like you said there, it was actually quite interesting. I'd definitely like to do that, mate. I, I uh, the reading thing is something I've only really gotten in the last maybe couple of years, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm always looking for that inspirational thing. To, well, not so much inspirational, just just good stories, you know that way. And, and, and different takes, I different takes on things. Audiobooks, mate. Audiobooks. That's what I do. Oh, like, no. see if I'm out, see if I'm out on my bike. Um, obviously, you're not supposed to cycle with headphones in, but like, um, it depends <laughs> where you go. But like, I, I usually put an audiobook in, and because if you're out doing like 20, 30 k, I mean, you're out for maybe about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I mean, you can you can rattle off a good bit of your book. Uh-huh. Um, and the audiobooks, majority of them will last about four hours, unless you buy Barack Obama's new one. Man, that's seven hundred and sixty-nine pages that's long. I, <laughs> to be fair, I'm going to get it, but I'm. Just like uh, my god that's, that's, that's more than a cycle i need to do that's, yeah, that's yeah. a fucking iron man i need to do man <laughs> so how, so where, when did you leave the motor trade then when did you leave the motor trade mate i left the motor trade uh, fast forwarding now through all the other uh, bits of the motor trade uh, that i've worked in uh, oh, you need to tell people about something. What's that? You, you remember? You used to, you used to be. You did it. You were, a, you were a chauffeur, but you did. Uh, That's right, mate. Aye. You also drove limos, mate. You kind of oh, missed it. I was a kid at the limos, by the way. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've no blonde up in Trump here, but I, I enjoyed that. That was good. That was good at it. I look like a wee fourteen-year-old guy behind this big left-hand drive. Pure massive motor. It was uh, a, a Hummer you said, wasn't it? You said a Hummer. We had a Hummer, we had a, it's called a Harley Davidson. It was a Ford pickup truck, and I think it was an F 150 or something like that at the time, or something bigger, maybe. Right. Uh, and uh, that was that was something else. And then we had the, the old Lincolns, we had the Chryslers, we had what else did we have, man? I can't even remember now, man, but there was there was loads of different stuff. Um insane, mate. Absolutely. As, you know, that's probably one of my highlight jokes, actually. And I worked for my big mate. Who, I don't know if you know him or not, Big John Malcolm. He's a fireman. Right. Um, that's what he'd done in his sort of sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, American car travel, it was. Brilliant, man. Um, you don't have that anymore? Is that not about anymore? No, mate, no. Eventually, eventually came to a halt. Um, no, no through, uh, no doing well or anything like that. I actually left in a pure height, to be honest with you, uh, at that time. But... Um, I, even that business, you're competing against other companies and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But the, the, and a lot of the motors on the road, it was becoming very, very popular. Uh, and we um, 
there's a lot of motors on the road, but a lot of them were a lot of tat, you know that way? Yeah. But, uh, Big John's motors were like, they were pristine. And I, I treated every motor that I drove for them as my own. So mm-hmm. I was washing it and cleaning it between jobs, shamming it down and making it look, sh- you know, proper bling. Uh, hoovering it out. So every, every customer get the, the same treatment that the, the, the first customer got. Um, so, and again, that's another wee thing. I, I always keep my head, we'll come back to that maybe. Um, is I so you, you want the people to get that star effect, you know, that way, make 100%. them feel stars, man. Uh, they deserve it. That it's not a case of their pints for it because a lot of people pay for things they think they own you. Do you know that way? Well, I'm, yes. I'm paying you a monthly agreement here, I'm paying you for this service, so you owe me. No, 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 I don't know you nothing, mate. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to do the job for you. Wait, wait till you see how you feel after this. But, mate, it was, it was brilliant, man. And I'd been everywhere, all over the place with that down south. Up, up away, cross away, all of a shot, and local, obviously, as well. We've done quite a lot locally, but um, oh, it was great, mate, and the people you met were brilliant. And i tell you something else, mate. See the... I don't want to use the word poor, right? Because, you know, it's degrading to people, but maybe, you know, your, your average Joe Blog sort of thing, who, who makes a wage, you know, to get by, he doesn't have a, a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they guys used to tip you, like, stupidly. Like, yeah. all right, don't worry, I'm getting paid for my... No, mate, and they're, they're rummage up, and it's only two or three quid between them all, but it all adds up. Oh, hi, definitely. You know, and all of a sudden, you, you've maybe had a tip, we started off 20 quid, you're like, oh, you'll do, man, that's my takeaway, then I can have a game, phone the missus, she'll be chuffed and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. She'll know she'll be raging there's money in my pocket, I'll need to make sure I spend it and her on the way home, so... <laughs> uh, but the... But then you've also got other ones that tip you. You, you, you walk about, I think the biggest I had was £120 one day. One tip. I, was, I was only getting paid like 40 quid for driving the motors, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, woofed, check that out. Couldn't wait to phone the big one up and tell him, like, check me. So I used to have a wee coffee, see if we could ever get the mess, you know? But, oh, here, mate, I could tell you so many stories about lovers. So many All right, oh, wait a minute here. Right, this is part we want to dive into. This is, remember, it's called Unfiltered. So we oh, want to know some Honestly. stories. Right, this is, mate, you've got me like a fish with a hook in it, Smith. Mate, I want to know I, I what happened in these little... Oh, no, 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 no. It was the you doing it, that's it. <laughs> but aye, go, go and tell us. Uh, I want I'll to hear you, uh, mate, the top, top a... stories, go on. Well, I'll tell you as clean a one as I possibly no, can. No, no, Colin, I don't want any clean stories. <laughs> I want, I want the, the deep, darkest stories, mate. Go and well, tell us one of the worst ones. I'll, rat, I'll rattle a couple off, right? So, <laughs> the the... the... <laughs> One of the first ones I go, it was at me school bride. Right. Bunch of, I'm saying young lasses, I'm talking about, you know, 18 to 25, right? Right. Maybe, I think there's a couple older ones in there, a couple older birds, as we call them, eh? <laughs> uh, and I, so we were on our way into Glasgow, we were going to some nightclub in Glasgow, can't remember where I was. No, 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 it wasn't Glasgow, Edinburgh. So anyway, within the motor, two minutes, literally two minutes, and uh, you've got the screen that pops up between you and the back of them uh-huh. and all that. So they're pressing the button up and doing up and doing up. Oh, crikey. So I end up locking it. So they couldn't put it up and I could see what was going on. Anyway, they're all bouncing about. All of a sudden, it was like taps off, tights <laughs> off, shoes off. Oh, mate. And she tried to concentrate driving me. And it's, uh, you know, it was it was late <laughs> at night. So it was dark. And you're like, oh, no, man. Let's uh, tell them off. What did I do? Quietly. Put, Get your gear back on. Oh no. Anyway, <laughs> money went to another. So the next minute it was like, driver, we need the toilet. Oh, you're kidding, man. We're only like 15, 10, 15 minutes into the drive here. There was nowhere to stop. I said, you need to wait till we get there. No, we need the toilet in out. I've a pain in your tubs. It's simple as that. Because there's like big tubs with the champagne went in and that sort of stuff, like ice tubs. Oh no. Oh no, this is my worry. Don't be peeing in the motor, man. So I pulls out the side of this road. It was literally a fence and fields. 
And well, I'm saying coos and there was coos at that time, I think, believe it or not. Anyway, all these chicks jump out, like half dressed, and uh, they, they are pissed at the side of the motor. So it's just a street of piss <laughs> down the side of the motor. Motors are going by tooting. They're getting themselves the yeehaw. And next minute, they all use their own knickers, wiped herself, and launched them into the field. Man, I was what? like, oh, no danger. He's all look pretty decent, I'm doing it, you know that, right? <laughs> oh, no. So, no, mate, they came in and they got over it. It was an absolute riot, to be fair, man. Aye, so anyway, obviously, they try to get the driver into the back of the motor and all that sort of stuff at the end as I'm dropping them off. So the tie's getting pulled off, the shirt's getting ripped in. I was obviously having to restrain myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I was, which I was. But anyway, that was a bit bonkers, and I'd only been doing the job a few weeks at the time, I'm sure. My uh, God. The odd wedding couple. Aye, they, they 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 couldn't wait to get back to their, their hotel or whatever it was, old man. That was does that really? scream driver? Unfortunately, that particular day, the, the first time it happened, no mate, this one doesn't actually ah well fuck it. Boom, right in there. Right, mate. <laughs> <And> yourself, <champ. laughs> and that's not the first time, mate. That's not the first time, I'll tell you. Oh uh, my god. Aye, mate. So uh, I've I've seen some other stuff. Aye, crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I've passed some drivers. That, oh, mate, I can't really. I mean, that's not supposed to be. You know. no, we're, we're going to move into your We are going to move into your, obviously, your uh, coaching and that. Though. I think uh, we yeah, move, uh, move into it then. We're going to move into it. We're going to move into it. Right, let's talk about that. So, you're in the motor train. You've obviously had some experiences in the motor train. Now, uh, what was your, right, so what made you change and go, do you know what? That's it. Uh, I'm changing career. Well, see, see before I, I just left the motor train, I, um, oh, no, I went back actually. See, I left the water train and went back to it. I don't know. I don't know if it's a bit of a mad moment or no. But anyway, the last one I had, or the second last one I had, was for Peter Vardy, right? And I came across a manager this time. And I need to mention his name, right? Kevin McGee. And the reason I need to mention his name is because he was a, he wasn't just a turning point in my career. As much as I had a couple of you know moments of turning points, he was a sort of pinnacle. Mm -hmm. He was. I was. I liked. I liked following the boxing at the time as well. I was always into sports and fitness and all that sort of stuff. Into uh, an engine in it as well. I was always on it. Whether it be motorbikes, motors, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I've always been a bit of adrenaline junkie. But his look on uh, not just Joe, but life. That, that this is where it became a whole life thing for me. Where it's like man, his outlook in life is all about coming out of your comfort zone. All about you know. You do your job, you do it well, that's great. But what about if you try it this way? What if you try it? I've been doing that, mate. I've been doing that. I know, but have you? I don't like what you're telling me here. I don't, in other words, I didn't feel comfy doing it. So this this is the thing. This is a turning point in my whole working career up to now. Um, is about coming outside your comfort zone and trying things. It's not a case of, you know, I'm your manager, you'll try it and you'll do it because I'm telling you to do it. It was uh -huh. never instilled that way. It was just a runabout version of, you know, I mean, what if we try and it doesn't work? You can then you can come and say to me, "Aha, mate! You know the way I done it was better." Yeah. But never at any time did I ever try it. Anyway, he'd ask me, uh, "Could I come back to him and say and give him that satisfaction or give myself that satisfaction?" And going, "Ha ha!" Never. It was all, and I was like, "Oh my god!" By the way, you know, I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about for right or wrong reason, and it's it's helped me in my amazing one. So eventually, when I, you know, I'm going to come after that, I'll come back to it later. When I, I left it, the reason, one of the reasons I left as well is I got an opportunity with another mate. I think most of my jobs, mate, I think I've had two interviews in my life, I think. Uh, I don't know if I've ever got the jobs, to be honest with you, but most of my jobs, more of a chat. 
you know what, well, let's sit down. Because I've been sort of scouted, mate, for what I can do and, and stuff like that, what I could bring to, the, uh, you know, their team or department or company, whatever. You've got a good energy about you, but that's the thing. Like, you've got a very, oh, like, a, you've got, like, one of these, like, personalities that you're drawn to, but, like, it's like you would sit and have a conversation with you. It just, it's not hard pushed. You could sit and just go into, like, random conversations like we've just done. It's like, but that's the good thing. That's, that'll be partly why. I mean, why would you Why would you want to interview somebody like that? You you know how good they are already, and you know Aye. how hard you work. So, that's yeah. That's well, that was, anyway. no, definitely. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, again, using him, the example as a turning point, is uh, I always thought that to be, like what we were just discussing, to be really good at something and, and be valued mm-hmm. uh, or, or be an asset, whatever way you want to look at it, that's going to keep me solid, but you're never really solid with your mate. You know what I mean? If you're working, if you're working for somebody, even work for yourself, because you know that's a different beast altogether. Because uh, you're not just looking after yourself; you're looking after everybody below you, and so on and so forth. And you need to meet all their needs and requirements as well. Exactly. But, uh, you know, um, uh, the thing is, opportunities come along, and it's up to you if you take them or not. So at that time, I get an opportunity for a very probably my closest mate to be honest with you, big Paul Graham. And uh, no, he is the closest one. <laughs> uh, and it was today engineering, mate. I didn't know the first thing about engineering, mate. I could wire a plug. Great. <laughs> but this guy's put me into a job where I was making, let's face it, mate, I was making Monopoly money, right? The, the money was insane. And uh, as it was, your jobs get emailed out to you on a, a Friday night. You had the weekend off if you wanted it off. <laughs> Uh, to discover where you're going. And, mate, I was travelling. Jobs were, like, eight hours away. It was, like, way up north, on ferries, on different islands, way down south places, up mountains, mate, places I've never seen and, and, and you would never get to see by car. Uh, you know, a lot of off-road places and stuff and, uh, you know, how workers have and sort of thing. Climb, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. I say climbing mountains. I'm talking about snow mountains and everything, man. Wow. Got places that are just proper remote. Because that's where the, the masts are and stuff like that. Telecoms is a, a massive thing, obviously. Um, and I was going to these sites in the middle of nowhere, having to, you know, f- you know, punch it coos to let me past and all that, you know. <laughs> that one's a bull. Yeah, don't get near him, mate. No, that he's got a ring in his nose. Definitely a bull. I, he's definitely a bull, mate. Run, you know, in my head. <laughs> no, don't run. He's going to charge you. Oh shit. So uh, things like that, you know. Going to these sites, I've got electric fences on about them. What the hell, man? I'm not myself, man. <laughs> Is my phone getting charged on it? Oh, no. So, uh, ah, you're going to the sites, mate, and uh, building capacity for our mobile phone networks, mate. What a job it was. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was through, through Paul, obviously, Paul, but it was a company called Ice, uh, who were doing south, I think it was Warrington, maybe Manchester, I can't quite remember now. It was a while ago. Right. Mate, it was really, really good. Uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it, but I had done that for a few years, uh, and again, Paul learned me the trade. I mean, I was going on to his house, and he was going through diagrams, and we were drawing things up together, and I was learning after him that he had, like, 20-odd year experience in. I'm like, mate, you sure you want me to do the job? I am my mate. You can do the job, mate. You just need to know how to do it, and I'm going to show you how to do it. I mean, Paul wouldn't to go through some amount of interviews and what have your previous history and what companies have you worked for and all that sort of stuff. I had a guy that, you know what I mean, because he's my mate, is like, I'm going to give you this opportunity because I know you can do what I do. Brilliant. Mate, and I've done it, mate. I've done it. It was unbelievable, man. So, again, that's God giving you another gift, and it's up to you if you take it. I know, see if I never took it. I wouldn't have the experiences. I wouldn't have that life uh, that I led at the time where, I, again, I was back to where I was 
at the beginning where it was like, I've made money than sense. This is unbelievable, man. So, but again, you know, I, I did a sort of, I don't want to say pissed up against the wall, you know. I eventually left it because the contracts ran out and all the work was doing south. At the time, uh, you know, we were having uh, Lucy and Logan and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We were trying to build a family. And with me not being there that often, me, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good for family life, you know. No, exactly. I started to, you know, soon uh, discover that life's not about making money, mate. And, you know, I mean, living that high life. <clears throat> um, it's, it's about quality time with your family. And I, I was only just starting to grasp it at that time, you know. And, it puts a lot of pressure in your relationship. So I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm really enjoying this and I could continue to date, but I go and take less money and have a normal 95 job. And that's what I did. That's what I did. Again, I got approached one, another mate, a boy I went to school with at my local shop. I've been trying to order you, call. You fancy a job? Oh, mate, I'm actually in a situation now I'm thinking about this. <laughs> right? Is this another one of these situations? Is this another gift? Right, how, what do we do here? So I jumped back into the motor trade and a different field in the motor trade. Mine was always dealership orientated. And then this was now multi-stuff. Multi so it was like every making model you could imagine. So this is a new field for me, uh, Craig at the time. So anyway, jumped into the job, met some amazing people uh, and still in contact with this day as well. Uh, people will stay in contact with you, know, just because... Not just because, you know, you were maybe good at something or, uh, you know, uh, you maybe helped them with something. Well, maybe I, because you helped me with something. I think people stick with you because they value you. Do you know that way? Definitely. Contact with you sort of thing. Like, I mean, Chris, me and you have known each other a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that you've said and done and day. And I would think to myself, that's pretty incredible. And I know, I know you've had your stuff as well. And it's like, touched a few of my heartstrings. And I think, wow, that's... That's mentally, that's amazing up there. That's up there with every inspirational speaker you can put out there. Um, you know, but anyway, okay. uh, you, you look at these things in life, mate, and I, I now decide I, I should really feel blessed that I've, I know these people. Uh, like, I messaged you last night, mate. I, I was all chuffed the fact that you've thought with me you come on to this. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here, man. It's right, okay. It's all right. And then you explained to me, I was like, ah, just let's have a wee blur and see what it takes. That's what I mean? all about, mate. That's I'm not talking about it. And I thought I'd even be talking about it here, mate, you know? But, um, I know, I still even found about your taekwondo. I still even found about that. <laughs> we're getting there, definitely getting there. But the, I, so, you know, I took the opportunity and that was that. But anyway, during the trade, Let's flip to the taekwondo, so because I could go on a night, mate. To be honest with you, oh, man. I know you could. Uh, I know you could. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you'd find interesting. <laughs> I'm not covered here, but uh, anyway, we Logie, my wee boy, he uh, he, uh, we decided we were to put me at the time. It still is called Little Tiger Cubs. And to be honest with you, we were more attracted with the suit. Do you know what? I mean? It was bright orange and black, and it just looked cool. And every time you seen a win with own, they were smiling, man. They were bouncing about. You're like. That must be great, that thing, what is it today? Obviously it's martial arts, but okay. Surely they're not getting teached how to break boards and all that at that age, you know? Um, so anyway, we looked into it. Uh, Miss Cummins, Stacey Cummins, you know Stacey, yourself. Yeah, she used to come to the she come to was, Yes, um, she was his instructor, started as his instructor uh, at the time. But the, um, are we starting just as he was turning three? Uh, no knowing what to expect. And at that time, I'd been dabbling in loads of different sports, mate. Whether it be motorsport or fighting sports, dabbled a wee bit. Of try I love following the boxing, so I tried a wee bit of the boxing, wee bit of MMA, wee bit of Kung Fu, wee bit of... God, I've done hundreds of different stuff, mate, but I've dabbled in it, karate and all that as well. Um, 
it's stuff I'm, I'm saying dabbled, you know, it lasted so, you know, it lasted so long. I tried it and then, you know, oh, I want to try that now, I want to try Aye. that. And I, I never really stuck it in, and you know what I mean? My mum and dad, when me, me and my brother were young, it's not they're very encouraging, but when we came to doing things, it was de- it was easy to turn around and say, but you know what, I did anyway, that's fine, just try something else. Mm-hmm. Where I think, again, as much as I think it's rang new, it was probably all right then, the fact that I've learned for that going, no, that's that's rang, that's no the right way. Because mm-hmm. if you keep doing that, when you go to jobs and things in life, you, you, it's dead easy to quit. You just, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I can go and do something else. I don't want to do it. Again, coming out of your comfort zone, I'll just quit and do something else I'm comfy doing. But you're never going to progress in life if you stay in that comfort zone, ever, ever. You'll be content, maybe I, uh, and you'll get by in life. You're wrapped up in that cotton wool or that bubble. You'll get by, but have you experienced the things that you really want to try out? No, no, you haven't. You've no, you've no, you've no done your, you know, experienced your full potential. So is life just about getting by or is it about living? No, I think I've did, you, did you just like fall into it with, with, with Logan then? Did you just start going to like the classes then? Uh, well, Lisa said to me, you know, Lisa's like, she's, she's quite, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you're doing it. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Stop talking yourself out of something before you've even tried it. Because I did at times, I would, I would talk myself out of things because, again, you're, you're touching that comfort zone. I says, all right, I'll get a bash, but I'm like, I'm not jumping about with a white suit on now. I'm sour about it. You guys all about no chance. But mate, um, eventually we man was moving for little tigers. So we've been in it three years about that. And he was moving up to the bigger class. And I thought, right. it's got to be serious now, man. Like, maybe I should. You know, I want to watch my boy. And I want to... How amazing to be able to train with your lad. Ah, your lad. I'm like, this will be this will be awesome, right? Mate, for the first class, I was hooked. I was like, oh, right, okay. But I was the only adult in the whole class, it was all kids. I was like, mm, I'm a bit uncomfy, but again, right, Colin, you know, get out of your comfort zone, get on with it. Uh-huh. Right? But then uh, Miss Cummins was saying to me, I've got an advanced class after this, do you want to stay back? An, an advanced one was that? So that was all the bigger boys coming in. Oh, they guys look pretty serious. All right, I'll do that. So that was me, mate. I was hooked up. And, you know, before I knew it, I was signed up for it, mate. And, um, and before I was signed up for one class, I was like, right, can you, you do this every day? Is this your job? Aye. Right, how did they every day then? So that was me, mate. You again, like having a day, uh, I put all my, I put my all in it. It's, it's, it's all or nothing, mate. Uh-huh. It's the only way of becoming good at something, man. If you're half-hearted, you'll get half-hearted results. If you're fully on it, mate, you're fully on it. Exactly. But the, the thing is, again, that, that's a fine line. You can look at it for both sides as well. Sometimes when you're fully in something, you need to sacrifice something, and whether it be you know family life or some other, you know, aspect you need to get that balance. So there's a wee bit of, right, let's have a, fun, a bit of fun at this for a wee bit, a few months or, a, or so long and, and see what it takes us. If you feel as if you're becoming something, then great, right? How do we fix it? How do we adjust it? You need to tweak it. It's just fine tuning a motor, mate. You need to make the tweaks, the adjustments uh, because, you know, you, you need to keep it all round. Uh, but before I knew it, mate, I was competing. I was, comp- I think I'd done every competition that came up. Amazing. Uh, mate, Touch with me. I won every competition I came up against because I was a nightmare, mate, in the in the house. Like I went all quiet, but it came to run up to a competition because I took it serious. But whether it be a wee local one, if people say, Oh, that's just a local one, that's a daddy one, mate. You don't need to do that one, you've nothing to prove. No, I've nothing to prove, mate. Some people are following me and they're quite like what I do. So you kind of let the crowd in, you know. So I, I always took it serious, mate, and 
if I didn't take it serious, I wouldn't be that good. But mate, there's other instructors, other people that have done a hell of a lot more than me and got a, a lot more credit due. Um, you know, but uh, like in general, every day, mate, you, you need to put in what you want out at the other end of it, or you're, you know, it's not worthwhile. Do you know what I mean? So this so, is amazing. So you were winning all these competitions, you were doing all that. Like, how do you flip from working in the motor trade to becoming into the taekwondo? How did you? How did you just jump ship? How did you do that? I so me. I've been doing. I was probably, um, arguably, maybe I don't know if some other people and other. Other organisations might say otherwise, but um, I was I was pretty quick up the ranks, mate. I I, I, I never flew up them because I was um, valued any more than the guy next to me or anything like that, mate. But I showed commitment, I showed passion, um, and I was in willingness to to be good at what I was doing. So I think I used my my classes all the time as mastered your craft, and I always ran with my ran with my my head like you know, master what you're doing. Don't, don't just go to your instructor and go, can I go to the next grading then? Can I go up the next level? Uh-huh. If, if you're no confident in what you're doing is worth it, is, is, is good enough. But they seen it in me, mate, and they pushed me. My instructors were brilliant to this day. They're still very inspiring to me. Colin, I think you should go for the next, you know, next grading. I think you should go and do that competition. I, I think you should try this out and uh, get invites to, like, you know, places like Belarus and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, that particular one, I couldn't go because I had another event one day, but just getting the opportunity to be invited to places, you know, out with your border is incredible. Um, so did you go abroad with your competitions? Mate, I never, I, I, the opportunities were there, but I always had something in the way at the particular times, you know that way? So uh, I, I, I done, uh, probably the biggest one I done was a thing called Professor Chang'un Cup, which is an honour, the Professor Chang'un, which is obviously a part of the history of Taekwondo and stuff like that. Uh, and that was competitors for all over the world coming to it. Uh, I won the, the, the Chang'un Cup for my category that year. Nice. I was like, oh, what? Totally, uh, I, I didn't expect it. I just obviously was going through it, do my best and, and win. But I didn't think I would win the overall category. Do you know what I mean? So that was the first big trophy I ever got. And I was like, wow, man, I've, I'm really proud of this, man. This is amazing. Uh, so it was really good. Um, you know, and you're coming up against people that, again, talk about facing fears and facing challenges and create your comfort zone. It takes a lot, a lot of balls, man, just to stun on the mat. You could spar in class and do your patterns and your techniques every day. And be, and be good at it and be comfortable in that environment. As soon as you go into a mat, mate, it's all at the windy. You become oh, numb. Your moves are dry. You know, you've done competitions uh, and your weightlifting stuff and all that as well and, and, and stuff, but, and it's all the exact same. I, you know, it's the same thing. You've, you've just not got somebody maybe throwing a barbell at your head because that's I what sometimes that first feels like, you know what I mean? But I remember <laughs> doing, I remember doing my bodybuilding show and I was wanting to drop it so many times, so Aye. many times. And the mix says to me, obviously he's done loads. He's like, um, he's like, just remember, there's so many people start a marathon, but there's very, very few finish it. And I mean, he's like, and that's the way you need to look at this. He says, does not matter? He goes, uh, what position you come in? He says, see the fact that if you can stand up there and walk in that stage, he says, you've won already. He says, because that's, that's right. when that's when people drop it. And I remember standing backstage in, in a pair of pants with fake tan on, looking like a dades, and I was just sitting there spanking <laughs> jelly babies, um, <laughs> trying to get like, and you're doing push ups and everything like that, just trying to get your yeah. veins off of, yeah. uh, walking the stage, and it just nothing mattered anymore because like. And that was that, like you said, it's like it does take a set of balls to do whatever you're going to do. And that's why you've got to admire people. Like, uh, like seeing people like, oh, but they came in. I don't care. You never did it. 
So how, how dare you judge that person? I mean, I but they didn't do that. Hey, don't do it. Would you do it? I would do it. Go do it then. I mean, that's why I'm totally different approach to it. Like it's when people go, um, I'm very, very much like um, when somebody says to me, you can't do something, I'll do it. So when I came out of hospital, the first thing they says to me was, right, okay, so you had your operation, you have got your, you had your stoma bag reversed. So, I mean, you need to understand your core is very, very weak. Um, so things I would avoid would be maybe things like cycling. First thing I did was they're like, uh, I was like, I'm going to get a bike. I'm going to start cycling. And then the first thing I signed up for was the Glasgow to Edinburgh uh, big belter. Oh, and um, I remember meeting my nurse. I've done that It's brilliant. Uh, it's good. And we did we did the long route. Me and John for the gym. And I remember going back, and my nurse says to me, "So how have you been getting on?" And I was like, "I." And she's like, "So what did you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I did the Glasgow to Edinburgh cycle, and I did a tough mother." She's like, "So the two things I asked you not to do?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but it was like you said, it was just like I had to do it. It was like psychologically, I had Aye. to go and do it. So you're now obviously a taekwondo. Is it so? What is it? What is the, the the proper name of what you do? Is it taekwondo? Taekwondo. I so. You know, it's, it's martial arts, it's part of a martial arts, obviously, um, and Taekwondo is its, is its brand. So I, I work for a, a, you know, it's an organisation, UKTC, yep. and they're, they're massive, mate, they're huge. Uh, and they've got, like, um, you've got the Grandmaster, uh, Grandmaster Harkis, he covers the whole of like, Edinburgh area. Uh, you've got uh, my instructor, Master Lecky, and we cover a lot of, you know, Lanarkshire, South and North as well, Glasgow, Glasgow. Uh, down south, down England as well, quite a, a, a large area down south. And uh, you've got Master Rooney, he covers another area, Glasgow, and again, he's a bit further out as well and going down the way. You know, we cover a vast area. There, there's other, uh, you know, masters out there as well, and they all do their own bit. But that's the sort of three main governing bodies, if you want to put it, for our organisation. Right. And then you've got us instructors uh, doing our bit. So we're, you know, we're, we're pretty much left our own devices. We're out as long, you know, we're out doing a thing. Uh, following the etiquette of Taekwondo and again my whole concept of doing this mate was um, to help people to to make people better not just a case of right okay right wee man or, or, or a wee lass that comes along for example or an adult uh, and it's a case of, you know, they want to go and cause a bit of, a bit of bother. Uh-huh. So I want to learn how to fight, mate, right? I want to do this and I want to do that. I've been watching all these films, right? And I know uh, Taekwondo's uh, related to that, so no, we don't condone that. Right? It's not about that. <laughs> what is Taekwondo people... about then? What would you so, say, like, what, if I had to say, like, uh, Taekwondo, what is the, the theory behind Taekwondo then? What would you say is that? So, again, there's a loads, loads of different things you can touch on there, to be honest you. Taekwondo is massive uh, and different things you're learning. So, I, I, kind of to get the gist of it, it's about learn, learning martial arts. So you need to learn, like, think, we call them patterns, right? And it's just about movement, mate, right? So, it's about learning different movements, different sequences, and all that sort of stuff. But it's a scientific sport. Everything is made to measure exactly how it should be, how it should be performed. Uh, and I'm not saying you're going to go in the street and you're going to start doing a pattern on somebody. You're going to get laughed and you're going to get battled, right? <laughs> uh, but having your day is related to, you know, a move, uh, movements. So uh, you could use that specifically in your sparring uh, or outside fighting. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Like I say, it's not about learning how to fight. Uh, it's not all about that. Um, you know, it's about controlling yourself mentally, physically, your well-being. Uh, you know, it touches all these categories, mate. But you can't come to a class and learn on one class. It's something mm-hmm. you do need to learn or be heavily committed to to get the grasp of it. So 
to explain it, I'll be here all day. But in a nutshell, mate, it's about turning up, right? <laughs> Generally, in fact, all day, all week, probably. Uh, but in a nutshell, mate, it's 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 knowledge. And knowledge is power, as you know. So the more you learn, the more you learn about yourself. Because uh, sometimes you you join a class uh, as an most as an adult here, right? And through time, you'll learn. Do you know what? This has actually helped me. I sprang out of bed in the morning. I can't wait to get to my job. See the coffee machine, man. I can do backflips to the coffee machine. I can huddle their chairs and tables and all that oh, sort yeah. of stuff. No, no, that's a big thing. But some people, that's it's maybe just been couch potatoes, mate. And all of a sudden, they've got a wee gene this step. They've got a new look on life. Um, for kids coming along, uh, again, well, what were we doing here? But for, again, there's more to it than that as well. But for some of the kids coming along, again, get through that sort of probably high school sort of period. Yeah. There's a lot of mixed stuff there, you know. There's a lot of self-defence involved in Taekwondo Ian, as well. It's not about throwing kicks and punches all the time. There's all the self-defence side there. There's also uh, knowing the history of it, mate. So the way the general, uh, you know, so General uh, Choi Hong, he... He's, he's a founder, he's a creator of this guy. This is his legacy, right? So talking about life and leaving a legacy behind, this guy's left us behind for all years to learn, adapt, and, and make it fit our life, our lifestyles. Do you know that way? And it does change your attitude, mate, in more ways than one, for, for all the right reasons. Like, I don't see myself as an instructor. I see myself more as a, as a guide. Um, you know, someday, uh, hopefully, to motivate uh, I'm certainly again. There's always there's always going to be somebody better than you out there, regardless of what it is you're doing. But it's up to you to make sure what you what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You don't don't preach something you, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't because all you're doing is giving somebody bad teachings uh, and end up injuring yourself or you know they go down the wrong route. So I get a lot of I get a lot of praise for a lot of my you know uh, parents and and students and stuff like that as well, which is nice. But and I'm dead grateful for that. But my job's never done. Do you know that way? It's like, I'm not finished with you yet. You've got so much more stuff to go. See if you're just realising your potential now. Mm-hmm. Think of the wee bit more time and effort you put in. The wee bit. See, rather than doing two classes a week, can you fit three classes a week in? Come to this specific class because it's specifically aimed at that. And that's the sort of people will be there so I can help you more then as opposed to now because there's too much of a mixture in this particular one. But if you come to that one, I can do a wee bit more you know, time spent with you and stuff like that. Um, so I... I see myself more as a, as a guide, mate. And what I don't know, I'll find out. Um, exactly, yes. That's what I totally agree with you there. Aye. But, aye, so, again, Taekwondo, it's it's a lifestyle, mate. It's not just... There you go. Uh, you I know, like it's, it's, no, um, it's not just something you turn up for. It definitely changes changes people. Changes them. I've got people uh, that train with me have go, you know, what you've been through and still go to it. And it's helped them in that field of things, and it's actually helped them challenge yourself to go and date other stuff, uh, which is amazing. Uh, I, I have, mate, seeing your veins and that, it makes you chicken hearted. I'd never great up to veins, man, but see now, even them, I day now, the benefits I see people getting, um, I day get a wee bit emotional. I day, oh, man, because I love the fact that it's changing people, and I just think, mate, there might be other opportunities out, out there for me that I decide, mate, I, I, I think I should go and try that now, because I think that's maybe the next step for me. I want. I genuinely in life feel as if we've all got a, a purpose in life to help people. I, I think we should stop taking a lot of things for granted that we do, um, and we should look at ourselves. Actually, have a word with yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Talk to yourself and say, you know, what, what is it? What, what have you got that you can give somebody else? Take money out of the equation, man. What experiences have you got? What knowledge have you got? 
how can what book have you read that you you've interpreted that can not just help you to go and help something like you just mentioned a book to me earlier on I'm like I'm gonna have to read, I'm gonna have to go and read that now do you know what I mean I'm like you know so what can you get your life mate that's what it's all about it's when when you say things and you do things and people like like I'll do my podcast and I'll do my um like my wee my wee videos my talkie videos or do my Thursday thoughts and stuff like that and it's sometimes you think I'm just doing this for me like just, no for me selfishly like just doing this for me to say, like say this is who I feel or this is what I believe or this is something that helped me and sometimes it's like you say it's like when you have Wayne you get proper emotional but like, sometimes <laughs> you sit and go my God they actually people listen to me like I was in the gym in the gym as I usually am but when I was down one day and one of the girls came up to me and she said your video really helped me and I was like what video and she's like you spoke about how when this is a very random one and I just done it sporadically and it was she says you spoke about how when life can feel really confusing and you feel like your head's a complete mess she goes and yep. used the analogy of a set of headphones and you says when you bring them out your pocket your headphones are all tangled up but if you take your time and maybe pass it to somebody when you get frustrated and somebody else yep. can untangle it and you pass it to somebody else and they'll untangle it. And she goes, and you said, when you put your headphones in, you can hear the music again. She goes, that's yep. how I felt the other day. And I was like, really? And I was quite took aback. But as you say, it's like, it's your part. I just enjoy that what you do and I do. It's not a job. It's like you see no, potential in people. Job, and like you said, that you would say to somebody, oh, don't go just to this clip, try this one. And that's what I'm like in here. I'll say to somebody, See, to be honest with you, I wouldn't go to that tonight. I would do this. And if I was you, I would do that because you're going to benefit more from that. Oh, but I like doing that. I know. I know you're doing that, but that's probably hurting your, your injury more. I would do this to strengthen that. Oh, All right, that makes sense. And it's when it's not about like, oh, do you want to come in? Come on, come on in. Come on, just do this. Do just to fill the class up. It's not about that. It's like, I'd rather have less people in class and they improve more. Oh, so, mate, quality rather than quantity every time, mate. Every exactly. time. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not a case of how many bench presses you can do. Right? I want you to give me ten. Well, and then you go. He goes and goes attempts it, and he only gives you six. I asked you to give me ten, mate. You only give me six. I bad done six proper ones, mate. I couldn't do any more than that. Do you know what? Well done, mate. Aye. <laughs> what an answer. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Uh, there's no point rattling out and then getting your technique all wrong, and then you're oh hold on, now, man, you've got bad form now. Now you're causing injuries and all that sort of stuff. Again, exactly. that's down to your teachings. So if you're having somebody, oh, I want that. I want it. you better geese it. That's the thing about taekwondo as well. A lot of people bring their kids along thinking, uh, no, not everybody, but a lot of people that have maybe got no control of them. Like, it needs discipline. It needs this. I need you to fix that. That's not really my job. I, discipline's no. a big part of it. But define discipline. <laughs> if you've not got that structure or that order in your, your house, you're going to struggle for it. And here, the only discipline to start with are struggling uh, and, and you've not got any control in the house is, Make sure they're at class every week. Make sure they exactly. don't miss it. See Same if you've got an excuse. Or oh, he's got a lot of homework tonight. Hey, homework comes first. But do you know what? So does this. So you need to try and figure it out. Right? You've got an hour to come on to go into your class. Right? You've got 15 minutes to start your homework. See when you come back, you're going to have to finish it. Simple. Uh, or whatever. Again, it depends. You get a big exam or test. Things change. But the, the beauty of uh, your gym, uh, what I do as well is, on every day of the week, literally every day of the week. So there's no excuse to miss a session because when you start missing sessions, you start missing more than one and all of a sudden your mood, your shape, your attitude, your mental ability, it all goes down. So you need somebody, you need a guide, you need somebody that's got to go, right, come on, Jimmy, man, get yourself out there. Uh, so, you know, 
get down here, spend half an hour with me, and I guarantee you'll feel good after it. You'll be burst, but you'll feel good after it. So they go away and they come back all of a sudden for a salad, and they've got rid of that brain frog, and they, I, I feel good for that. Colin. Do you know what? I've got a proper pump on here. I want to come back. And I mean, you in the morning, right? I'm coming tomorrow. All of a sudden, it's you know, you've changed their whole. They were all of a sudden like this, and now they're like this. So you, you need to, man. You need, you need to encourage people. It's dead easy to watch somebody go by you and go, oh, that guy was he doing, man. That's nice to him. That's a sin, isn't it? Rather than stop and going, having all right, pal, and then I can help you with that. Or, you know, Aye. there's people, genuine people in the streets that have really had it and lost it and nowhere to turn to. And we walk by them every day, mate, with our blinkers on because we're in a hurry to go somewhere. And, uh, you know, we think about ourselves too much. No, I'm not saying don't think about ourselves because if we're known good nick ourselves, you know, we can't put that energy help into somebody else. So, you know, exactly. you, you do need to um, obviously take care of yourself first uh, and foremost, but <clears throat> share the love, man. Share the flavour. Share, share your knowledge. Talk to flavour, mm. mate, and sharing love. Let's let's uh, share your five questions that I'm going to ask. Well, no five questions, a few questions I'm going to ask you. Remember the ones I've mailed you about? They better be good, uh, by the I way. I can't remember them all. But right, really. so don't worry. I, I remember them. <laughs> right. I remember them. I remember them, right? So... Oh, this is obviously very unfortunate. So the whole idea of this is after this pandemic, I would be getting people down and making them a, a hot beverage. I've came to understand that not everybody likes a coffee. But if I did uh, make you a hot beverage, be it coffee, hot chocolate, what would I be making you? Hot chocolate, mate, every time. Oh, right, fair enough. Hot Normal milk, man. semi-skin, full-fat milk. What are we going for here? No too fast, mate, but I do like a bit of squishy cream and uh, marshmallows and a bit of sprinkle on top. Right, that's fine. Right, I can I can do you that, mate. That. I, I'm fine, right? That's fine. <laughs> so we're going with that. No, um, I'm going to make you. I'm going to eat a pizza. So right. this is this is where our friendship could end, right? right? So let's see. Oh, what is no. what is it? What is on your pizza? Well, I, I, the thing is, right. See, lately I've been trying super hard because I know when I was competing and stuff like that. Um, I just get myself in shape in general. I would try and watch what I was eating, try and be as clean oh, as I could. Fuck right? that, mate! You can have black pudding never on this pizza, whatever right, the fuck you want. Right, right, you, you I, didn't want I didn't want to offend you oh, too much. No, no, so, no. Mate, it's good to be a meat feast, then, isn't it? It's good oh, to be spices and all the, all the shit in it. Um, <laughs> see if you say I always say see if you say ham and pineapple, mate. I just want to end oh, the vodka. Why are you metal? See, that's a good answer. That is a good thing. Right, Con. If we are going to have a dinner party, right? So we're going to give everybody the pizza. Um, you're allowed to have five guests. Now, your five guests, um, you can choose them. They could be dead or alive, not physically dead, as in they're coming back as zombies, but they could be bringing them back from the past. So you've got five people that you would have at your dinner party. Who would you have? Right. I would have... You're going to laugh at me here. No, right? no, I no. Just, I, I, I kind of... Uh, obviously, Bruce Lee wouldn't have come back. Right, he wouldn't okay. come into the party here, right? He's my inspiration for as a wee guy anyway, getting into any of this sort of fighting stuff. Uh, I would have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, okay. I would have sliced alone as well. Fucking hell, right, okay. Oh, mate, it's got to be. I'd have Lewis Hamilton. That's a right. must. Right. right. Uh, again, he said something uh, a couple of races ago, if you're not, if you're into Formula One or no, whatever, but he won his seventh world title there, right? And one of the, no word for word here, but, you know, that's one of the things I was going to touch on earlier on was, you know, he says, for all you kids out there, he says, if you want it, you can get it. You just need to believe and that is the that's the word of the day, mate. Believe, man. You need to believe it. Well, you think you can do it or no, you need to believe it. You need to try and work on how to try to get there. Anyway, back to the thing with Lewis Hamilton. Uh, one more. Mate, one more. Mate, and don't think I'm being cheesy here, right? Um, but I would need you at the party, mate. Oh, thanks very much, mate. Oh, no, it's it's need to be there. It needs to be the much. case. 